Hey, I'm Kyle Oki. And I'm Jason Hansen. And you are listening to the Agronomous Happy Hour podcast. Rock and roll. That's why they drink vodka over there. <laughs> You're better off spraying the vodka on those last words. <laughs> <laughs> Drought is no fun to endure. It, it's Devil's right hand. <laughs> it, you, oh no, all... that's beer. <laughs> so welcome back, everybody. You are listening to the Groundless Happy Hour. And yet again, I think we've got a really good one in store. And this one actually comes from a listener request. But we actually had somebody that listens to the podcast that also was an agronomist that worked in retail, but he was, he's down in South Dakota. So that's agronomy, Brad Yep, makes really good mac and cheese. Me and Jason can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we went down to Iowa last fall and kind of uh, on a surprise deal, texted him and said, Hey Brad, are you home? You got, you got beer out of the deal. Yeah, yeah we didn't give him beer. There was, there was actually beer that had his last name on it. So we thought we got to, we got to stop in Sioux Falls and give oh, this to him. So anyways, he, he had, sent the request to us. He goes, Hey, you guys need to talk to kind of the, the side of agronomy that a lot of people don't talk about your bookkeepers, secretaries, people that are extremely important on the, the whole operation. I mean, without you guys, things don't go around and, and without salespeople and managers, things don't go around either. It's very much a, a team effort thing, but you know, he, Brad comes from a retail background. He's a consultant now, you know, both Jason and I are, Kind of talking to each other like right away who do we talk to that would that would kind of have stories and want to share and... yeah they can't be shy we gotta say it how it is yeah, the one that made the biggest impression on kyle when he first started <laughs> scared that you know what <laughs> yeah you can kind of do that when you're young and impressionable and yep don't know what's going on and you don't know anybody from the area or, or what to do. So we've got Carla Beerkey and Oxane Johnson on with us on the podcast. And they're, they're the two that we thought of immediately. Like when Brad sent this request to Jason and I saying, Hey, you know, this is who we want you to talk to. And right away we both thought, yeah, this would be a great idea. You know, and Jason's got a past experience working with you guys uh, in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were at, uh, was it when you were at Terra or? Yeah. Well, and then probably still when you were at, at, at AgriLiance too. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it went, it went a stretch there. So. Terra for sure. Yeah. It's changed a lot since Terra has that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of things have changed. Oh, lots and lots of things have changed. You know, for me, worked with you guys. I mean, this is the, the first place where I guess I say I started my agronomy career. So. And, and I still don't think I've been working that long. And I know you guys would years, agree with that. Years, you're not that. Yeah. <laughs> so you were pretty young back then. Yeah, you guys made a big impression on me, though. So so that was in a positive was, way. Not, I was not wondering, a, positive or negative way here? No, not a... Well, just depend on the day. Maybe I was cussing you guys out at some point. Yeah, but, I'm sure you were. But you're probably doing the same to me. You know, like Jason was saying, there's a lot of change, but... You think about it, where where we're sitting today. Think about all the change that's happened in the last twenty years. Oh man! Yeah. From from where we are today in this boardroom at, at this cooperative office to 
where this was. And so that was kind of the premise of the whole idea to get into this conversation was just to kind of talk about bookkeepers and office managers. We just, they'd have probably pretty good stories anyways. We should but, probably do some intros then. Yeah. So we should, we should have some intros. So, you know, I, you guys can choose whoever goes first, but just introduce for people listening who you are and what you're doing. Roxanne Johnson. I'm one of the bookkeepers at Syndac. Started with BTR when they first merged together. So I've been with this company 28, 29 years. Yeah, so it's been a long time. It's been a long time. I started working in Leeds, and then the merger between Leeds and Church's Ferry went through and gone on with Church's Ferry. So so were you were you in Church's Ferry before it came over to... Yes, I was. Yeah. Yes. So I, I didn't was, know that particular fact. Yes. I was actually started over there when before the office was even built. I sat in the manager's office, kind of on a, on a little card, not, yeah, table, a little bit bigger than a card table. But I sat in the manager's office and did my book work in there. And isn't it, wasn't it, if I remember right, BTR Co-op, wasn't that, it stood for the, the counties? Yes, it did. Yes, yeah, because your Georgia Surrey is kind of right on the corner. We were right in the corner. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty unique, and in, in that uh, actually stood for something. But there, and there and Church's Ferry, there was uh, I, I remember back in a long time ago, Lake Region Grain had an elevator over there too. Yes, they did. And then, until they had a fire, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that that'd be more up Carla's alley. That was our fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it? Yes. We burned it down. We bought it. Well, well, we'll have Carla say we burned it down. <laughs> yeah, we owned it. We, we owned it when it burned down. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. That's, yeah, that, 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 that's clarity. Clear, clear yeah, we didn't burn it down. We had bought it. I don't know if we even had it a year. And a berry went out up way up upstairs in the top. Litera. Wooden. Yep. Stacked. Wooden crib. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are big fires. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that because the, the guy that used to work there came over and worked at the fertilizer plant. And the day that that happened, that had to be, yeah, like 90. Is that Marvin? Yeah, it was Marvin. Yeah. He was quite the character. Yeah. And, uh, he was probably a little upset we burnt his elevator. <laughs> well, I remember this, I remember this distinctively because I said, Marvin, there's a fire. It's in Church's Ferry. It's your old elevator. Are you going to go help? Yeah. He says, I'll help. Throw gas on it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, he was quite the character, I guess. But yeah, yeah, she she burnt pretty good. And I remember a couple of our guys had to go upstairs in our elevator, and they held boards up up against the cupola windows to make sure none of the sparks sparks and stuff came into ours because that's how close they were. Yeah, mm. yeah, it isn't. Uh, you never want to see that happen, but, uh, I mean, if it's a controlled, I mean, the structure just isn't fit anymore, but, uh, yeah, it's, they did that in Webster. They just, um, they brought fire crews in and they put it, the buildings down because it was time for it to happen. Yeah. It was not. No, I think this had some years left in it. Oh yeah. This bearing went out and got hot. It was, it was a great elevator because you guys bought all the grain in there mm-hmm. in the area and they didn't. So it was still usable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But for people that aren't familiar with the area, that Church's Ferry, if you had a name like Church's Ferry, pretty much tells you that uh, at some point in history, you are near water mm-hmm. because it was, uh, I believe, named after someone who they actually had a ferry there. Urban Church. And that town, 
I'm not mistaken, it, I think it went unincorporated now, hasn't it? It's yeah, they just put it to go unincorporated. Yeah. So the waters of Devil's Lake have swallowed up that town. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just doesn't exist anymore. I mean, there's still stuff there, and there's people that live there, but it's not. There's four or five families, I think, stayed. Yeah. Yeah. They have to put in all their own sewer systems, that kind of stuff, to be able to stay in. It's just wild to think that community uh, where it was in the 80s when Lake Lake Irvin, which is now basically, well, Church's Ferry is on the beaches of Lake Irvin. But if you look at an older plat map, and when I mean older, not that much older, relatively speaking, but if you look at one that was uh, done in the 80s, and you'll see this outline of Lake Irvin, which maybe looks like some maps that are there, but it had all these pie-shaped pieces that went to the center of the lake. Every landowner... Got the farm. Yeah, yeah, I got the farm that lake. So that lake was actually dry yep. in the 80s. Growing up, it was only, I don't even know if it was ever chest high at its highest point. Yeah, so it wasn't a very deep lake and not very big nope. at, at the time. And and then here's Church's Ferry. Now it basically got swallowed up by the lake. Or yeah. And I guess right now it, it's a, a, a beach community. The lake almost Urban. reached Canada. Right? Yeah, it did. Big. Yeah, back in 2011 it did. Yeah, and it's going to come up again more this year, and and it's definitely going to uh, grow in size. But that really led to kind of where you know you guys were in Church's Ferry, and you're working at a card table, yes, <laughs> essentially. And and uh, you know I don't know what your office was like if you had an office or were you just kind of. No, I was in the elevator too, and I had an office, but I shared it with the grain merchandiser. Okay. So then when they hired Roxanne, she had to go on her little table in the manager's office because ours was already full. Yeah. And then the office was finally built in 90. Okay. We in Thanksgiving in 94. Okay. So it's the building we're in right now. Okay. Yeah, so the same building. And so so that's kind of the neat story, you know, about this whole thing is that Church's Ferry, unincorporated now, it technically doesn't exist as a community but this is where the elevator was. This is where the, the grain silos were. This is where the office buildings were. This is where everything was. And now all of it, where we're sitting today, is what, seven miles or eight six, miles? Six or seven. seven. Six yeah. or seven miles. Yeah. And not in any community, just along BNSF Railway and U.S. Highway 2 in the middle of a field. Yeah. And it's probably best that way. No, it's, it's 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 worked out really good that way, really for yeah, for, for your guys' business. For all the expansions we've done, we're not regulated by having homes around us, as far as right. You don't have to worry about any residential issues or anything like that. But but how you guys got to that point was because Devils Lake flooded, and Lake Irvin's connected to that. Church's Ferry on the ferry on the way to Irvin became part of Lake Irvin. And you guys had to go through that buyout process and yeah, basically go from a flooded community and, and start from the ground up again. So that's a that's a pretty interesting, just just the whole story of this elevator. Yeah, it was a lot of work. Right. Kind of like a school dissolving. There was hurt feelings, you know, trying to get moved over here. Some didn't think we should move. And well, now that you can see it's all underwater, we didn't have a choice. Oh, and, I, and I'm sure, you know, the, the people that really didn't want you to move probably had you right next door. And, yeah, and it was an extreme convenience. Oh, what do you mean I got to travel yeah. seven or eight miles now to, <laughs> yeah. to go do business? I got to haul in grain all this distance Well, now. and they thought the community was going to die, which it did. But 
That was the but worst. It, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't because of business. No. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of work moving all the buildings over and that's that's probably one of the neatest things, just hearing you guys talk about the stories of just how buildings moved. I mean, uh, it, so the office building, the original office building, was it this whole thing that we're sitting was, or was this it added was, on to? No, it was, it was 60 by 90, and then the 30 feet on the end where the probe is now. Okay. Is new. Okay. Yeah. So most of a building yeah. shows up, and then parts get added on to accommodate for what the elevator needs here. Yeah. But before this building, you know, they had to gut it. It's a metal building. So they gutted it to the shell. It was sitting on a cement slab. So of course that can't be. Right. So it took them a year to get this building moved over and then replumbed, rewired, re-everything. So the elevator was ready to use the fall of 2003. I think so. And we had no office yet. This wasn't ready yet. So they bought a little lawn shed and they put it out by the scale. By the scale. Was that your office? That, yeah, was, that, that was where Roxanne was. Yes. <laughs> so you've gone from card table up that's to where the I got, lawn that's, shed? That's where I got it. I got promoted from a card table to a lawn shed. <laughs> so she sat in that lawn shed and did all the tickets and weighed yep. trucks. And, yep. and then in December of all three, then the building was ready. I think you were getting kind of cold cool. by then. Yes. yes. <laughs> a little propane uh, ice fishing heater out there for you. It was a small building. <laughs> you know, a lot of the grain was being graded at the elevator at that time. Oh. You know, they didn't have much in the little shed. You know, you had your scale so I could, you know, do the tickets and everything. But most of the guy at the elevator would take a radio and radio back to me, the dock each to test weight everything I needed to know to write on the ticket. So it's all verbal. Yes, it was. Okay. So you said, Roxanne, 28, 29 years. Carl, I don't think we, we got an official. <laughs> You've avoided it. You don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't, because as people hear your voice, they're like, who is this other person talking yes. now here? I am 36 and a half years here. Oh, wow. Four name changes. Within the co-op? Since I've started, yeah. And I lost count of bosses. There's a lot. There's been a so, lot. so this is why we wanted to talk to you two yeah. on, on this topic, because one thing stayed the same. <laughs> Us yeah. two. Yeah. 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 Yes. yes. We are the only ones pretty much it's, from yep. the original. Yep. Yep. And I was before Roxanne, and when I started, we did everything by hand. It was the big Grayman's Black Ledger book. Did everybody um, everything? Oh, yeah. no, we didn't have a computer. So, how many trucks a day did you deal with during? Oh man, I don't uh, even know back then. And they no. were there was no semis back then. Right. Yeah, everything was to, everything was a lot. If different. you had a tandem, you were a big farmer. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was made of single axles. So. Okay. So it's all done on a black ledger, mm-hmm. or you gotta do an, a, a verbal communication at some point, yes. right? And now it's to the point of... It's all automated. Yes. Everything is. Yep. Yes, it is. The farmer doesn't even have to get out of the truck anymore. That's, that's kind of the amazing thing. So it goes from a black ledger book mm-hmm. that everything's handwritten. Yep. They come across the scale. Maybe there's like an electronic punch even when you're in the little launchette or was I, it still manual that, then? That was all manual Okay. at that time yet. 
So your handwriting. Yeah, handwriting tickets. Your, your handwriting yeah. tickets. In calculating the dockage and everything. Okay. By a calculator. So you had a, you had a calculator and you're penning everything in. Yes. And you're you're getting phoned in or radioed in yeah. or something. Yes. But then at that point we had yeah, then you were entering them in the computer that right. way, but it was just the lack of not having yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah, the integration and everything. But and it, and it wasn't, I'm not saying it wasn't real, you know, real busy over here, but you still had that elevator operating somewhat in Church's Ferry when we started this one. Oh. And at that time, we were merged together with Leeds. So we still had the elevator and lease to be dumping grain in also. Oh, okay. I think the elevator in Church's Ferry ran a couple years after we were out here. Okay. So, so you still had a bunch of people that would haul grain? Haul yes. Yeah. Yep. And we, um, it just took time to get all the steel bins moved over here, fertilizer plant, all of that stuff came over that here. Was, that was, yeah, there, there's so much change and, and just that adds to a whole different piece of the story. So for everyone listening... You know, we're, we're talking about you You guys, you knew that the lake's coming up. The The board has to make a decision that this elevator has to move. Things have to change. You find a suitable site. You do that. And it still takes two plus years yep. to yes. fully move and, and integrate on a brand new site. And at the same time, you never close the doors. No. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the big thing. So it's like. How do you make that all go around? And, and then to hear, like, if you're to go to this elevator, obviously all the concrete wasn't moved. I mean, you can't move concrete. Mm-mm. You could probably recycle concrete, but you can't, you can't move it. But there's a lot of steel bins on the other side of these concrete silos. All those green bins. Yeah. yeah, it was a house mover. Down the highway, yeah. Yeah, so think seven miles down a busy, divided highway. That's And they must be, what, 100 feet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got to be a hundred foot tall. Yeah, it's got to be all that. And they look so big over at Church's Ferry, but they look pretty they small. Look little, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they don't yeah. look that big in respect to everything well, we else that's that. in there. Yeah. So when you when you did stuff on Ledger, then I assume that everything was kept record wise. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, you must have boxes. And, oh yeah. And yes, we still yes. have boxes. Yes. Okay. We have seven years of stuff. All categorized upstairs. We sort through it every year. So what happens after seven years? It's legally not have to. We shred it. Shred yeah. it. Okay. Shred our truck in. Yeah. Okay. In the good old days, you used to burn it, but we can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a truck. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I suppose you can't go to the triple rinse barrel, or I mean the burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing when you worked here? <laughs> Holy buckets, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, had, we were writing those ledger sheets. And, and then, like, accounts receivable, each customer had their own hard card. You'd flip through the cards, you know, and if they bought a pair of gloves, you had to write it on their card. Oh, my gosh. And, and it also had to go in the ledger. And so all your cards had to total up to your accounts receivable section of your ledger. And lots of fun. Did you ever lose a card, or did it? No, mm-hmm. no, we had a holder for them. And okay, they had to stay. I mean, but you could. I mean, there's the possibility, right? Of well, not really those cards, but like we had tickets the guys would write up. Sure. For you know, that's what I'm thinking. A bag of Trevon or yeah, whatever they were selling. But each one of those tickets had to be written on that card and in the book. 
every. So that 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 went that went the same for all the agronomy too. That's yeah. what we're talking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So is there a preference that you have agronomy, bookkeeping, grain bookkeeping, or is it not any different? I don't know that it's, there's more to the agronomy side. Yes. You know we have so many. You know we have custom app, custom grain. We have wholesale and retail fertilizer. We have chemical. Prepay. All the you know, prepaid, all the booking. We have seed. Yeah. Sure. Seed, bag seed. Not to mention that there's like, who knows how many sizes of yes. seed. Yes. Uh, package sizes of so chemistry. So there's a lot more divisions in the agronomy side of it than grain. Once grain starts, it's just grain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you go through your seasons, barley, wheat. Yeah. Soybean. Sure. Yeah. There's, there's always just four or five things on grading, yeah. depending on yeah. the crop when it comes in and but now it's all automated. So we just pull those tickets down. We pull them into the system. We're not sitting hand entering them like we used to. Well, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. But that means you just have to spend everything on agronomy, on, on ticketing. So is there not, just curious, I mean, is there, a, is there kind of an automated process similar on the agronomy side? Has, has there been changes over time from, say, where, when you guys were in Church's Ferry to oh, yeah. where you are There's, today? Is, is, it, is it a bigger pain in the ass or, or no. less of a pain in the ass? Kind of a, <laughs> you could say it's a less of a pain in the ass. If, if, if it's done right. If it's done right, you know, your computers are up and running, you know, or your Wi-Fi is working. Yep. Sure. You because, know, because the bulk seed is all automated now. Yep. yep. So, you know, we stuck those tickets into our system. Same with fertilizer. So your bulk seeds in an automated system that integrates through that the computers? Yes. Oh, yep. fancy. Even from the Leeds seed plant. Okay. I, mean, I can just hit a button. Oh, you know, I have the papers cool. sitting in front of me, but I just hit a button, bring them, pull them through, and it will invoice the customer. Yep. Oh, very interesting. And same with the fertilizer. Yep. And that's the whole wholesale and the retail side. So so that's been a big, big change then yes. uh, over time because... Yes. The, the fertilizer plant, even not that many years ago when I was here, it was, it, was, yeah, it was a ticket book yep. that you kept up there. Yeah. Uh, and, and the tickets were written on weights that you visually saw yep. on a scale, <laughs> not not something you punched on a on a scale. Scales go on through all the certifying processes. Yeah, that blender that you dumped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's all automated now. So, so it goes from just handwriting in a ledger you can run to you double entering. From what yeah. I understand, I don't run it, but I believe you can run the fertilizer plant from the payloader with an iPad. I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the automation that are, that are in it, some of these fertilizer plants, it's out there now. It's pretty astounding. Yeah. I, I know some too, and I don't know if you guys have the ability here, but uh, let's say everyone leaves at night and some of these guys are working until 10, let's say, and they finally say we're done. And you've got one farmer, so it's like, well, I'll be there for one more load. We know there's always that person, right? I think some of these systems, as long as you have the tower blenders loaded, there's some places that farmer gets a card or whatever, and they can Let's scan in scan and in, and they can come in, and they can punch in what there they want. There is a kiosk there. So, so you guys probably have that. I know on the wholesale side of it, all of those truckers come, and they already have numbers. Okay. So once they punch that load number in, it automatically tells them upstairs what those guys are loading. Well, there's probably a big difference from, because, uh, okay, you brought the fertilizer plant over from Church's Ferry to here, and you're talking 
maybe uh, 10,000 or no, it wasn't even that big. It was like five or five or 6,000. I don't know how it big it was. It wasn't very big. big. I don't know. We I did don't know. add on to that urea end. That right, right. So there was a, yeah, there was a, yeah, there was an add on to that, but still in comparison, this fertilizer plants, what? 20. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's so yeah. So let's call it like it's, and then the two towers, it's at least four, four to five times the yes. size yes. Of, of what the original one yes. or not. Well, it was the original one because it came from Trips Ferry to this site yep. and moved here and then it was added on to and then it was, whatever happened to that building? Did that just get flattened? Well, it was such a quick process that the manager at the time, he wanted to keep that building so bad. He wanted to move it to the middle of the loop oh, okay. and then use it for storage or something. Sure. Yeah, it's a good building. But it had to get off that site so fast so they could start the fertilizer plant so we could use the new fertilizer plant by fall. Oh. So as soon as Springs work was empty, we're done. They demolished it and started the new plant and then had it running by fall. Oh, wow. So it went fast. That's... So there wasn't time to move it. Yeah, so you, had, you, you didn't have time to think about it. That's probably an okay thing instead of trying to think about what do we do with this building? No, he wanted to keep it, but <laughs> there wasn't time to get it. Oh, oh well, that's a shame. But it is what it is. It's, it's business, and you got to do what you got to do to make sure that, I mean, this is still serving farmers, and you still got to have that fertilizer plant up and running. Yeah. Yep. So we finished spring's work, and they started building right away. And and so that's a big change is that no one, I mean, it used to be the other side around when I was here, we were going to other fertilizer plants buying wholesale, yes. bringing it back to the fertilizer plant here. Now you guys are on the other side of it, so I didn't even think about that aspect. Yep, but we're mainly handlers. Yeah, we don't we don't wholesale it. We handle. You, you, yeah, you just you have the storage yeah. space. You don't yeah. actually wholesale it. Right. Yeah, it's a different company. It's a broker. Yep. That's. But all their loan numbers and stuff are entered in our but, system. But, but you, that stuff comes across because you still have to keep we records. We have to keep, keep records. records. Yeah, you got to keep records of that stuff. So that stuff's important. So with this automation changes that have occurred, has that affected your interaction with your customer? I mean, I, I would think if stuff is handwritten, there's more chance for things to be, if, it, if someone's communicating to you, oh, do this, do that, get, keep track of all the stuff, where it now sounds like there's a lot more automation, can't really dispute that too much, can you? No, I wouldn't think. Yeah. I don't know. We don't see customers near as much as we used to. Okay. Yeah, that was the wonder. They so. used to come in and sit around that round, that counter oh, and drink oh, yeah. coffee all day. Yep. And we don't see that more at all. So you're, so you're saying I got to experience some of the last? Yeah. Yes, Of the did. social stuff? Yes. But <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed my office space and I cursed it all at the same time. I was too close to the watering hole yeah. for everybody. And it was, yeah. it was a social area, you know, people. But we used to have, look at all those steak beans and yeah. chili. And yeah. yeah. We don't, we don't so, really so things, things have just kind of evolved over time. Mm -hmm. Some things happen that when you go from a single, you know, so I should preface this, preface this for people listening, you know, you, you started as a, or it was originally a single location place. And then I guess, you know, when it was BTR, there was technically. Us and Leeds. Yeah, you guys in Leeds. But you had multiple offsite facilities. Like you had the one, the main one that you call the, the BTR elevator that was out in the country. And then you had the elevator in Leeds. And then technically in Leeds, there was a separate seed cleaning plant. Mm -hmm. So there were multiple, multiple things going on. But now 
you know, mergers have happened. Like you said, you've gone through four name changes. Mm-hmm. And, and now this is Sendak Cooperative. And, and so that's not just leads anymore. And, no. and the stuff that came from BTR that we've spent all our time talking about. But now, now there's Maddock, RV, Rockford. Am I missing anyone on there? Esmond has a, they have fuel. Oh, yep. they got fuel in Esmond. Yeah. And right outside Minnewakan. There's a little gas station. Oh, yeah, you got a little car control station yes. there. And, and you guys bought the C-Store. In, in Leeds. In Leeds. Yeah. So right. you've yes. got C-Stores in Leeds. New and there's a, in New Rockford. New Rockford's got a, got a big store. one. Yes. Yeah. Maddock has a small, small one. Does that inventory stuff there stay there? They do that? Yes, they do. They have their own inventory system. Okay. Yeah. But so, it still all runs through the main office. Is that is that the, the best word, inventory? Is that the funnest word? That's Roxanne's favorite word. <laughs> we out here we don't really worry about the the inventory at the C stores, let's say. Yep. You know, what they have for pop candy, whatever. Things like that. Like I said, that you know, they have their own little systems. Sure. You know, and I don't know if it's um if it's called like enable or something like that. It is. It is. Yeah, that's okay. You know, and it's their it's own C store program. Yep. Sure. Okay. And they can keep track of their own inventory. So that it's something unique for their situation. Yes. Because could you imagine like you're just you guys were talking about earlier and just the, the past experiences working together, it's like get your damn seed size thing right. Get that yep. yes. lot put the number on there. Get the yep. damn lot number yes. on there. And, and we're still stuff. giving them heck over that. <laughs> I, I I think it will be until the day you decide you're retired. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. It's just gonna go like that because there's always gonna be a young guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's that we got traded. That it's always going to have to happen like that. But could you imagine going from chemical boxes and seed sizes to, to candy figuring bars? how many Snickers bars and yeah. Pepsi bottles you got? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And we still, um, you know, the accounts receivable, the statements still come out of our office. Mm-hmm. So we see all that. We see how much the farmers eat, how many pages <laughs> worth of candy bars and chips, yes. <laughs> jerky, and. <laughs> yep. So now we see all that on their statements, or we didn't, we didn't know this stuff before. <laughs> you know, there are a lot of prescription programs available these days. But remember, not all these programs and services are made equal. I would agree. Some are using very basic information that doesn't always represent actual field variability. I know of a more complex and robust software that can achieve accurate representation of productivity zones for your field. Yeah, complex and robust. Didn't you date a girl like that once? Hey, I'm talking about a software that can handle a complex and robust situation like the spring we're having right now. Oh, my bad. What software would that be? That software would be ADMS from GK Technology. Oh, yeah, I knew that. It's the Egg Data Mapping Solution. Make sure to check them out at www.gktechinc.com to learn more. Ask for Darren, Kelly, Cheryl, or Sarah. I think we can agree that every grower and every agronomist is doing their best to get the most out of their land and to do so in a way that makes sense for the budget and the soil. And given some of the supply chain shortages we're dealing with this year, it's even more important. You know what's a good tool for the job? Farm QA. 
That's short for Digital Tools for Agronomy. Tools like scouting, treatment recommendations, and fertility management, just to name a few. The field information that you're able to track with FarmQA will be super helpful in making treatment decisions and crop adjustments this spring. Right, you can see whether a particular field has a history of problems, you can look back and see how treatments have affected things like standability in the past and make good choices. My mom always told me to make good choices. It's a good time to make a wise choice, so go visit farmqa.com and follow them on Twitter to learn more. So is that, going back to that inventory thing, is that like one of the first things that probably happens if somebody starts, if they deal with any of that stuff, they have to make it known to them that how important that is? We try. Whether it sinks in or not, it sometimes takes a little while. But yeah, they have, you don't, you don't have, they a, have to learn that yeah. we got to know if it's a two and a half gallon jug or if it's a 125 well, and that and those things make a giant difference. Yeah. They do. It's, it's of, like how many times do we have to tell you, Kyle? <laughs> yes, you Kyle. Know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and then that's that's the same way with any young one coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you got to stress how important it is, the size. I always hated, of the jug. I hated or, like springs like this because there'll be someone that'll come in and they'll say, "Hey, I think I'm going to have you guys spread canola seed," and the canola seed is out there and some seeds gone out mm-hmm. and so then you don't know what gets picked up and then some of it gets ran out and it's it's that's when things re- it's easy if someone comes in and says hey i need 20 bags but in that day of spreading you might take 15 bags but then you got a couple for a cushion in case you get short mm-hmm. yes. and then yes. you know, yeah, you know it, it, it yes. doesn't get returned quite the right time and you know and that's when you hear from the girls <laughs> and, and that's when if you didn't listen before yep. you sure as hell are going to listen you now. Well, you're better off to get that done in May because when August comes around or July that is not a fun time to start. no because no, that's no, not, I can attest to it that's the chemicals year end so they want to know where right. your inventory went to yep well yeah you know seed the seed size and, and uh, packet size might not Affect it, the, the pricing as much, but no. the chemistry sure does. A, a two yes. and a half gallon versus a thirty gallon drum versus a hundred and twenty five gallon to mm-hmm. two hundred fifty gallon container, or even yes. just bulk. bulk. Yeah, yes, yeah. all and, those all those things affect price. And you got to keep the generics separate, yeah, from what they're imitating. Yeah, and sometimes the guys don't think that's so important either. They'll just ooh that they call really, it one thing because it, it all does the same thing it's yep. like no you got to put down what's on that box oh yeah, like roundup or something like that yeah oh, i just loaded up totes around up okay which roundup yeah it just yeah it just falls out it's, of not, the, it's, not, the, it's not the brand or the brand of roundup it's yeah what yeah. it's glyphosate so what kind yeah and and these guys are good for that they'll give us lists and there's some spraying that costs more the custom app side of it. Oh, sure. And they, I don't even know what the word is. Dicamba? Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Uh, yep, yep, yep. Costs more to spray dicamba. More, more liability. Depends on okay. the name. Yeah. So they gave us the new price list and I took it back in there and I said, I don't know what this is. You have to tell me what kind of chemical I'm supposed to be watching for to, to charge the customer more. Right, and once you know that stuff, it'd be pretty easy to funnel it because if, if there's a special line item for spraying 
the can of tolerant soybeans or the extend soybeans if there's yeah. a different charge, which I think that's what a lot of places do because you take on a lot more liability to do that. But those different words don't mean anything to bookkeepers. Right, right. You it's have like to go, you, what products match? Yeah, you got to give me the name of the product, mm-hmm. not just what it does. Yeah, I, I can remember days when, yeah, you got customers coming in, they're in a hurry. You get excited because they're going to purchase something, and you, so you're loading them up, and then their acres don't match, and all of a sudden they needed, you know, uh, 600 acres of this, and you only got 580. So then something else goes out that covers it, and then that's what you forgot to write down. Yeah, you know, and then pretty soon uh, it, it comes back on you. And just the spring, I mean, and you know, it is in the spring, boy, in, in 24 hours. It, you, you can no, no we didn't oh yeah wait a second they did come in and pick up something yesterday yeah oh, so. so we've been trying to tell our guys a way to make sure you have that ticket completed is make the customer sign the ticket then you know you're done yeah that, that's a good it policy helps. it make. does help make them sign it then you know you can check off everything on that ticket no, that's a, that's a good call-out because if you make them sign the ticket, they're not going to sign a blank check, are they? No. 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 Because then what if you screwed up? They're like, oh, no, hold on. <laughs> Let's make sure I picked up X amount of whatever it is that I came for. It's kind of an extra check. Make sure they sign it, and then you know what's in the back of that pickup. No, I mean, the, that that's just a good thing for, for anyone listening. Uh, you know, if you work in retail agronomy. Well, liability-wise. I mean, that, that's, that's a good yeah. thing, you know, just to think. Make sure you have everything wrote down right. But but it's even the little details. And, I mean, I, you know, I have to admit, you know, from you guys, like, there, there are little attention to detail things that I pay attention to now. Like, if, if I'm trying to categorize things, and it's down to the little things. Like, hey, yeah, it was this variety of corn seed. But it comes in different seed size combinations, yes. different lot numbers, mm-hmm. and all this. And, and that kind of stuff's important. And, and when, like Jason was saying earlier, in the heat of it, you know, during the day, you might be running one end of the building to, to go load a couple of guys out for chemistry and ticket them for that. And then you got two guys in line waiting to pick up. They're like, hey, you know, yep. we, we need we need corn seed. Yep. And, uh, and you go load that up. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, it was all the same variety. There's 30 bags of it. But then it turned out that on that pallet, you forgot that there was like this little cardboard divider and you didn't think anything of it the lot never changes twice yes <laughs> as yes. you as you're throwing them out there and the seed sizes do and then the farmer probably bitches at you a little bit when they're like well what the hell you know <laughs> supposed to get all large flats and you gave me all large rounds yeah or or i got you know 15 bags of large rounds out of this you know I but, but for you guys it's like how do you keep you, well, we like try and track the lot numbers. Well, right, but I mean, that's how you keep track to know with exact precision. Yep. You know, hey, we tracked all this coming in. This is how you track it going out. Because you get that information. That's what's getting tracked when seed gets delivered. That's what we're doing. You guys don't see that, but that's what we're doing. Right, and that's what, yeah, that's what more people have to understand is that yep. that's important. Yeah. You can lose so much in inventory. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not having stuff. It's, uh, it's crazy. And, and I, I didn't, I didn't like seed myself because there was, there was just too many things. And, and we were fortunate. I've worked with some people that are really good at that. I prefer to just stick in my area of comfort. I was around chemical, mm-hmm. you know, and then it gets complicated when you got custom app. Mm-hmm. Cause you got to make sure that, cause I've had guys that write stuff down and they just, it's not, 
because they're tired. Yeah. And it's, you got a whole wait a second. We got to go back and re recheck this before it goes. But see, that's what I do. The custom maps come into me, and then I take the number of acres they ordered. I figure the rate and make sure that that's what the custom map guy wrote on on his app that he sprayed. Sure. So I check the rates versus the acres on the spraying and the tarragate and the dry spray. So it's a second check just to make sure it was done it's right. It's the checks and balances of custom app. Yeah. <laughs> so with automated now, it's not, from a, from your, your farmer client standpoint, it's really not that, I mean, if you got grain tickets coming in, you probably, that, that's pretty relatively easy type of thing. It is your internal team that you have to mainly keep everything straight yeah. with. You're still checking on that. You know, the, it's, those guys are out there in those big machines. That's not automated. That's men running those machines. You got to check it. Yeah, it's, uh, I learned real quick that that, uh, it, well, you know, oh, there's somebody else figure that out. I don't, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of that that goes on. Yeah. Well, you know, because I, I, I was hired to do this and, and I didn't realize that. No, no, no. That's, you have to, if you if you don't want to have an audit at the end of the year mm-hmm. on some things and we're short and then we got to backtrack and figure it out, mm-hmm. that's like the worst thing to happen. It burns up so much time. Yeah. It's painful. And whenever anything is off in this company, they come into our office yes. first. <laughs> so that's why we're always on you guys to do it right the first time. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. Maybe yeah. I didn't Because the we're the ones no. that they always come in <laughs> So when you get everything done, then, oh, and there is the, your, your, your financial team that comes in looks at stuff. How much time do you have to get all that presented to them? You know, because you're going to have an, an audit because you got an annual meeting. Yeah, we have an audit every month. Ooh. We do it monthly. Okay. So at the end of the month, we are here. Till we're done doing cutoff for the month. I've only missed part of a month end one time because I was giving birth. It was a good excuse. It was a good excuse. It's just, we just know at the end of the month, don't make any plans because we will be working, period. And we always have. I missed one end of the month. I was quarantined because of COVID. Yeah. Oh. Like you said, 36, 29 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And one end of the month cut off for each one of us. Yep. That's it. That's crazy. That's a, that's a lot of them when you start to add it up. Yeah. yeah. And then usually the first week of the following month is spent pulling the numbers together for the auditor. Sure. So I'm, I'm just backtracking a little bit thinking now. So this bulk plant for soybean seed and the bulk plant for... For wheat too, it, yes. all that's automated and tickets pull in through your guys' system now. Yes. So does that include seed treatments and yes, all that? Yes, it does. So you guys know it. that that's probably wonderful to have that kind of information. So it's, and and that that's a huge difference. It's all calculated right on the ticket when it's being done, instead of trying to calculate the rates and everything after right. the truck's gone. Right. It's exactly. all done automated. It's all automated right now. When I pull them through, the bushels are there and all the treatments there. Oh, wow. So has there ever been a discrepancy, like big enough where you guys are like, hey, something's not right? Or, or have these automated systems really worked well? We don't. We, 
No, wouldn't really know. <laughs> you know, because we don't work with the chemical, with the treatment side, to know if they're being overtreated. If it's right or not. If they're being overtreated, right. 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 yeah. But but yeah. the but the reality is a lot of those pumps and and scales have to be calibrated. Somebody yes. has to calibrate them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They they have they have to be calibrated and certified. Yes. And so so those numbers should be accurate. Yeah. And, it, and if they weren't, that's what I was saying. If there was like a well, big discrepancy, like, yes, right, right, where so, where you're like, why are we so long on this brand of sea treatment? Yeah. <laughs> yep. What is uh, what is the qualifications? Do you think to do this job? I mean, it's because at some point everybody's it's it's one of the more it is probably the most critical thing that runs a business is keeping all that straight. What what are the things you're going to have to have the ability to do that really you have to be a multitasker well that's that's why yeah that's why you hire women we don't just do books i mean we answer the phone we we run around look for guys to change a tire to i mean we're constantly getting interrupted by the phone somebody wants a check you're never doing the same thing all day long so you got to be prepared for that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I always think that when you when you look up, there's like, oh, this job opening, and then it, it lists all these things, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, they almost always say kind of the same thing. But then, what's the real yeah. stuff? There, and then you know, you know um, just from the last couple of years, we haven't been doing it, but we used to go outside every shuttle train and we'd seal the bottoms of the cars. You guys don't do that. No, nope. we don't. We don't have to do it anymore. Well, I was part of that crew. Uh, Every train, you were out there, rain, snow. 30 below. Three feet snow <laughs> bikes. You were crawling through there to seal the bottoms of those cars. Yeah, And we that. were out there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember a few trains that still burn in my memory that really sucked. Mm-hmm. Were you out there when we had that? The one that drove through a rainstorm? That rainstorm, yeah. all the lids are fresh shut, and we had a damn oh. torch and a pry bar trying to <laughs> open up every damn lid. Yep. That sucked. Yeah, I was up on top. Yep. <laughs> I was helping with that. Yeah, we had one. Um, we had so much snow one winter that they had this big, like a four-foot ridge around the loop mm-hmm. that they couldn't move. We, we didn't have the snow equipment to move it. So we had to walk on top of that ridge. And then roll down it underneath the car and put your three seals on. Yeah, I remember. And then you had to crawl back up that that four foot ridge and then hang onto the side of the car and walk to the next one and then roll underneath it again. Hey, just think all the exercise you got. Yes. (laughs) Yep. So be prepared to do a lot of different things. It isn't just this. Isn't like your your title, and that's. And if there's not a guy around, you got to go over and throw a 50 pound bag of canoe. Sure. Somebody's Chem- going to load it. You know, chemical late at night if you're working upstairs during the harvest part of it. Right. I can remember going over, loading chemical. Yeah, so that stuff happens too. But I think that's like, it, it doesn't matter the, the size of the elevator, if it's multiple locations, you got a ton of employees. It, it just seems like everyone always pitches in to help everyone else. To get it done. Yeah, because, uh, well, think of, think of all the guys you got working here that are agronomists. Mm-hmm. Well, I know some are out spreading fertilizer. Some are probably driving truck. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe they're running the loader up at the 
fertilizer plant. Some might actually be sitting in the camp building. It might be in the camp building doing the more agronomy thing this time of year. But yeah, retail agronomy is. And even though, like you say, the seed is automated, still got to go. Someone's got to run it. Someone's got to run it. Someone's got to run it. And someone's got to keep them in line to make sure they got their shit straight. Yep. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's just, that's just business, right? I mean, yeah, you develop relationships with people and, and things like that, but it's still, you gotta, you got a bottom line to meet and, and, uh, goals as a company and boy, it's, uh, that was uh, my first job. I was consulting. I didn't have to deal with any of that. It was just me and my clients. And then I went into retail. And boy, that was real quick learned how things were because uh, I started in November. And so that's almost at the end of the year. And some of that stuff I've never been exposed to before. So, yeah, it's if someone sits you down, I think, and they uh, very sternly explain to you how it's going to be, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Because that's the way it's going to be. Yep. And it's not that they're trying to be a you know, hard ass on you. They're just trying to, you know what? Your life is going to be a lot easier if these things happen. And it is inconvenient at the time. But boy, I tell you what, it makes a big difference later and you got to have somebody that spends attention, you know, their attention on detail. Somebody's got to do it, whether you like it or not. Do you remember, Kyle, that time? You were in your office, and you had actually come out and gotten a broom. You swept your office. I think somebody told you potatoes were going to grow on your floor. (laughs) (laughs) And you put the broom away, but you didn't shut the closet door. Okay. Do you remember what I did? (laughs) It's going to come to me as soon as you say it. I called across the speaker and asked you, Kyle, is the closet door broke? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you remember. (laughs) And then time, you did mop your floor one time, too. Hey, see, I cleaned yes. it a little bit. One time. One time. One time. But did then what did you do with the bucket? I probably left the bucket of dirty water somewhere. Yes, yes you did. did. So then I went in. I went into the manager's office, and I said, can I do it, please? He said, yeah, you can do it. So I took that dirty bucket of water and that dirty mop, and I wheeled it all the way back through the office and put it back right by Kyle's desk while he was sitting there. There's a lot of lessons that I learned yeah. working here. <laughs> we have to give you visuals. Yeah. I think I think every person when they're young, yeah. I think are oblivious to a lot of stuff. And you don't realize that until you get older. Yeah. The mother in us just had to teach you. Yeah, there are there are a lot of very strong life lessons, career lessons that I've gained from from working with you guys in this place for sure. There's no question about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there could be probably a book written too about just different patrons. You got some characters, oh, some yeah. things that have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, it's a it's a history of a community. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> and you know, we're the ones that answered the phone. I can remember an old farmer calling one time that was. As soon as I answered the phone, he was giving me heck because he wasn't happy with the spray job that the guys had done. And he was so busy chewing me out. And when I finally got a word in edgewise, <laughs> I just reminded him that I was the bookkeeper. I wasn't the one that spread or that sprayed his field. <laughs> so I transferred him to the right person. 
And I think the next day I looked up from doing my book work and there stood that farmer with his head bowed in front of my desk waiting to apologize. <laughs> and, he, and he apologized and he looked at me and he said, are we good? And I said, yep, we're good. <laughs> you know, so just weird things like that that go on. And you, know, you don't forget that stuff. No, I was going to say, you don't forget certain things, especially mm-hmm. not something like that. Yep. Yep. He was going to give me hell on the phone. and Boy, there's a lot of things that I don't forget from custom app. And they're not the things that when it went swimmingly and went well, it was when things went wrong or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and sometimes like when you're working hard, like I, I remember one that stood out, there was a customer that had called in and he was asking about getting custom app done, doesn't hardly buy anything. You know, I don't know if this individual does now. I have some, not a lot of change. He wanted you, he wanted he, he wanted, you he wanted custom app during the 4th of July because <laughs> they were, they were, they were buying. Yes. They needed to be cut up. And I remember we were busting a lot of ass to get done. And then it was like, hey, we get this done. Everything else is off the books. Fourth of July weekend, good to go. Mm-hmm. And, and I just told him, like, hey, everyone's like, it was like a Friday afternoon by the time I was called and asked about that. And I was like, everyone's gone. I can't call them back. You know, they're, they're gone until Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to get your priorities straight. And I think I actually did tell them. Well, like, why hey. are you still seating? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, was kind of like, I think we have our priorities straight. <laughs> That's why we get the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> See, they needed you to answer this one. <laughs> I remember one time we uh, had some fertilizer. We had this old truck. It was the old fertilizer plants you know they you know six bins in them you know really terrible anyway we brought this truck in it was me another guy we we tilted the the hoist up to get the fertilizer out and the the brake wasn't set and like the clutch came out and it, it it starts rolling out of the fertilizer plant and the wheel just happened to be turned a little bit well to the north of us was this old creamery building that had this you went down into the building and the truck is heading Right for that. But it all of a sudden it slightly starts to turn and it, it missed that. Mm-hmm. And this was it was dark out and all we could we just stopped and me and the other guy, I can't remember what was the time, we just looked at each other like, how would we have explained this in the morning? Yeah. That this truck is down and there was water down in the bottom too, that this thing would have been down there. Yeah. And it was just kind of one of them deals. That's the type of things you remember and there's, there's, I mean, retail you could write, yeah, a lot. There's a lot of stories and people and things, but yeah, it, it eventually comes back to uh, just taking care of business, I guess. And that's interesting to hear that uh, kind of the more the social aspect. It's uh, as your business has right. maybe gone, gone to more transactional tickets and things that it's decreased the face to face time yeah, that you've seen customers. Yeah, we don't see a lot of them anymore. Okay. Well, I, I use your, your app, your bushel app. I check that all the time now. You know, I'm sure your customers, that's they don't have to call or whatever. That's just it. They used to come in and stand around and look at the market screen and then maybe sell some grain or right. maybe buy and some they, fertilizer. That was probably the biggest driver behind that more than anything is they, yep. they're coming in an elevator to check on the markets. They yep. would go talk to and now you know, market manager was at the time. We don't see any of that. They do it all. They look at the app. They call the guys. It goes right to the grain merchandisers. They sign them over the 
Or the app, all of that. It's all electronic signature. Yep. So, I mean, accuracy and things like that, great. But then there's some other, probably other sides of it. You just don't see people as much or as often. Yep. And that might be not be so bad in some cases. Some cases. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think everybody has. Well, if you're in a customer-facing business, you that that everybody happens. has their yep. fun stories. Absolutely, everybody should have to work in retail at least once in their lifetime. I agree. I absolutely believe that because yeah. <laughs> it's all the things you just described that you you're going to do things you never thought that would get entailed in your job that are actually really important, mm-hmm. and some of it might just be keeping track of something on paper for the day. That's that would be a big thing. Some of it's dealing with a irate customer, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, it's, and you have to try and walk that line with that customer. I mean, you don't want to let them walk all over you, but yet you don't want to take too much hell. Right. You know, yeah, that, that's a, there's it, a line a, you got to walk. Customer is mostly right. Yeah. <laughs> mostly. But, yeah. but there's certain lines that, that happen when sometimes they cross the line and, mm-hmm. You know, like this the story yeah. where the guy chewing you out about a custom app job that has nothing to do with you with except the for keeping the records. Yeah. yeah. We did have a customer one time that was mad about a grain check. And mm-hmm. he went home. He did not get his way, what he wanted done. And then he kept calling. And when I would answer the phone. He would be hollering. So I would just hang it up. And this happened about seven times in a row. Mm. Oh, boy. And he called again, and Roxanne said, why don't you let me answer it this time? (laughs) (laughs) So she did. And he said to her, I think that little dark-haired one is mad at me. And Roxanne said, yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) 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 And he still didn't get his way. (laughs) 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 But... You know, in, in that point, there there are a lot of times that we get the brunt mm-hmm. sitting in the office. Yeah. Every once in a while, you know, I can remember the manager or somebody else coming out and helping once in a while. Helping us. us calm mm-hmm. the customer down. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, pulling true. them off to the side or... Not very often, often but once in a while. Because we do lean holders, we do all that stuff. Right, and, and that could that could create tense moments. Yep. Yes. When when uh, yep. yeah, someone that is doing business here, as far as a transactional buying things, mm-hmm. and then they also sell things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you have the ability if they're not paying their bill. Yep. To, to put a lien on them, and people see those kind of things. Usually, uh, your first reaction is not good. Mm-hmm. And if, and and if you're the direct recipient of answering that phone call. <laughs> Or waiting, or, or being waiting on them because we write the grain checks and everything. So we get to see both sides of it. So on the grain side of things, with all the automation, it's it's certainly dropped the the number of farmers that come through the door. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you, do you see a seasonal change during like peak agronomy seasons? So like uh, in the fall, I always remember a bunch of people would always show up to purchase seed or. Or chemistry. I mean, do you still have those kind of people come through the door? Or do you Not, see? They do don't. you see your your guys as agronomists that work here as salespeople? Do they have to go more out to the farmer now? It seems like a lot of it's done over the phone now. Over the phone. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and now they, you know, they write up booking sheets and 
prepaid sheets. And so we still see all that. It still comes across our desk. Right, right. It comes. But they're not. I'm, I'm just curious about like the social interaction side no. of things. Yeah, no. that used to be a big no. deal in the fall when. Well, right. You know, even when I was there. Their seed discounts know, were yeah. the highest, like yeah, early November. November, yeah. December. Kind of the way it was. Yeah. A lot of people would come through. And, and that's when we would have our chili feed. Yeah. And try and get them yeah, to it was a social and, thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, did did like chili feeds. I remember you guys broke me in a potato clue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we used to do potato clue feed. Yeah, we even had crop tours yeah. in the fall of the year. Were you there when we did the crop tours? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We did do a couple of them after we moved out here. The fun ones were we were still in churches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we had to drive. We had to get back to Leeds. I, I did my own. Crop, I did my own crop touring after the doors closed here most nights because okay. I was batching it. So, so uh, I would. I, I actually found out who actually did infield like harvest meals and mm-hmm. all that. So, yep. so I'd, I'd go ahead. I I'd know who was where when and. Whose wife was Who's making cooking. a big meal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who was making a good meal? So you never. <laughs> also, I just kind of like slide. You in. never had to go out to my husband's then, because you knew he. No, wasn't he didn't cook one. any. He wasn't getting. <laughs> <laughs> I go around the track room once in a while, but I knew that I wasn't getting fed. You were going to get fed. <laughs> yeah, everybody feels sorry for him except his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but. I think it goes back to what you said. Is, uh, I agree. Uh, just a lot of this stuff is uh, there's no better experience than working in retail. I mean, from one from sunrise to sunset, from season to season, uh, depends on what your business is because uh, you've got grain and agronomy and energy. Yeah, and it doesn't slow down here anymore. It used to. We had seasons, but we don't anymore. You got too much blended into the... Yeah, it's all sides of it. Right, you you guys don't see really a change of pace, except for maybe the traffic in and out of the office at times, because we're in your guys' office today during spring's work, and it's pretty dead in here. Yeah, because they're all but they're all on the field working. Yeah, that was it was nice actually to do this today because it's it it kind of worked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Our afternoons right now are pretty mellow and quiet. It's in the morning. Mm. We get all their custom maps and stuff the day before all the fertilizer oh, so yeah, you're just on. burning through all the records yes. so we get through them making sure everything's in updated. the morning yeah that's when we do all our invoicing and stuff so by afternoon we're waiting for the next batch <laughs> no like jason said you know it, regardless if you're you you work in bookkeeping on the retail side or, or if you're a salesperson i mean that that's an invaluable experience mm-hmm. well your team yeah, you are. You have it's to, an absolute team. There's no one single person that does You have to communicate. Yeah. yeah. Communication's the biggest thing. Yeah, so if that's that's one big underlying message for everybody listening, is just communicate, communicate, communicate. I think I said that before when we talked. Yes. <laughs> just communicate. Details matter. Yeah. You know, having having every little thing down because just because you think like the Roundup thing, like, ah, oh, it's Roundup. Well, everyone's calling it Roundup, but is it... Mikazi or Cornerstone or mm-hmm. or uh, Mad Dog or you know whatever. Yeah, you have to you write know, down you, you what gotta it know. is. It's yeah, sure everyone calls it Roundup, mm-hmm. but as bookkeeping goes, you go ah, and you that know, doesn't work like that. <laughs> on the agronomy side, if you guys have a field where the spray didn't work, you want to know what to use. 
Oh, you damn well want to know. And, and so that's back to the attention to detail. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, it's different for Jason and I now, but where we were working, when we'd have to deal with complaints about products, you had to that was very products. specific stuff. And that was something that a lot of people couldn't produce a lot of the time. Yeah. And it made me really appreciate the fine detail side of thing, like how you need to pay attention. Because basically when it came down to it, a lot of the time when you walk a field and I've gotten plenty of ass chewing since then. I was just pissed off, fired up people because you get into that situation and they don't like it. But a lot of the time it's user error on stuff. But but as a company representing a product, you're you're there to absolutely determine with absolute confidence that was it bad product? And if it's bad product, you need to know the lot number mm-hmm. yes. and you need to trace it back. To manufacturing, and it's very rare, not that it doesn't happen, but it's very rare that it's truly bad product. Mm-hmm. It's usually user error. So it comes back to the whole record keeping thing, yeah. you know, keep track of lot numbers and, and, and track things. That's a huge, huge deal when yeah. it comes down to it. Do you prefer that if uh, they're in the warehouse south of here, that everything's handwritten out and spelled? Do you have people that'll send you like a text? A picture of stuff, or do you prefer not to get that sent to you? They, we don't get texts. No, no. Everything's on a handwritten ticket. Yeah. Okay. No. Some of the guys are savvy enough to actually do the ticket in the system. Gotcha. But there are some that aren't. So it's a hand ticket. So here you're you're, you're deciphering. <laughs> yes. Different different people's yes. methods yeah. of. They're they're helping you by yes. <laughs> how, how they figure out how they come up with all those ounces. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah. It. Where if you enter it in a computer system, then it forces you to pick a package size. Right. Yes. And then and then if you write the wrong quantity, it's going to fix it or it's going to not let you complete it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or or they grab the wrong name and then you're fixing that ticket anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't split it right or. Yeah, it's still the one thing that baffles me the most is there's barcoding on everything. I, I'm just blown away with the, the chemistry world. And, and I know this because both of us most recently came out of a wholesale business. And I know for a fact that that inventorying system on the wholesale side for agronomy is it's still this big, like, missing spot. Mm-hmm. They, 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 why, why aren't they scanning in and scanning out things? Like the, the simple barcode tracing thing is still not. And I think I think that's out there. Yeah, we you know we talked about it here three four years ago, but nothing really followed up on it. Mm. You know, hey, I don't, like you I don't said, think your barcodes are on your on your boxes. And yeah, it's, it's got to come to that so you can. But then again, you could have your hand. Someone's like, I don't know who's scanning things. Screw this. Yep. <laughs> Ready to hand ticket. So so just. Uh, you know, for everyone listening, it's records. You know, it, it, you know, bookkeepers are an important part of the team, and having good notes, detailed notes, are are a big deal. You know, keeping track of all the unique identifiers if it's on a bag of seed or unique attributes to chemistry, it uh, it all plays a huge difference. And the more you work at, at keeping the details. The more that working together is easier. Yes. It actually ends up being less work. Yeah. Yeah. It ends up being less work. And then then you don't have anyone angry on one side of the thing. And then when you get angry, then chew out someone else. Jeez, why is she a bitch? 
Because <laughs> you screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's back it's to you. Yeah, it's yeah, your yeah. fault. So it's like a back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Not. We always said there is. There's never too much information when you're writing something down. I still believe that. There's never such thing as too much, much. when it comes, yep. comes to this. Yep. That's true. As much as you can give, give it. And then you know you're off the hook. Yep. That's probably where you should start in the in new employee orientation is how to stay off the hook. Yeah. <laughs> right? I like it. <laughs> well, you know, say, uh, this is, this is uh, you're, you're, gonna, you're not going to, don't BS me. Be straight up front, over-communicate, write more stuff down, and realize that... Uh, We're always right. Yes. <laughs> hey, I think that's a hell of a spot to call close to this podcast. <laughs> okay. and, and, and this one's going to be a unique one because we're not drinking for this one. But no. Uh, no. Hey, we're at work. We got to be behave. Good. We got to behave and be good once in a while. Yeah. So that, that is what it is. But uh, yeah, how to stay off the hook. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there, we're gonna we're gonna call it a close with that. Yeah. So for everyone listening, we really appreciate it. And remember, stay off the hook. And we will catch you next week on the Ground Was Happy Hour. Thanks, Carla. Yeah. Thanks, Roxanne. Yeah. Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Too. Thank you.